You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. We are back, episode 41. Yes, welcome back, goddesses. It is a new week. It's, what's today, Sunday? Mm-hmm. We're starting a fresh week with a fresh episode, so hopefully this will be out for you guys by tomorrow. Which is your Monday. Which is your Monday, so <laughs> happy already, Monday. I was going to say, we already told y'all on Instagram that a new episode was dropping tomorrow, so we have to get it out. Oh my gosh, yeah. okay. So yeah, no more empty promises. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the news. Power is back. Is anyone obsessed with Power? Um, I tend to watch Power after the season finishes so I can binge watch it all the way through. So Boom. I know. You're not a fun person then. You know, it's fun like having the conversations with people and like trying to figure it out in your head while it's happening. And mm-hmm. If you're just watching it all at once, you're cheating. I like watching it like a movie though because I feel like it's so dramatic. It's very dramatic. That I have to watch it all, like all the way through. Speaking of shows, um, Love Is on OWN is mm-hmm. so good. Is it really? It's so good. It's so cute. Like, Mara Brockakil, I is think. It, is it like comparison to that other show that was out there? Everybody was crying over Black Love? No. It wasn't on OWN. It was uh, on, like, ABC or Channel 7 or something. And everybody used to, like, cry every time the episode comes on. It was like a, a guy saved his family from a fire. Okay. I don't know that show. <laughs> All right, because you're not going to play me. Oh, you're so talking about, like, you're talking about. This is us. This is us. No, I love This Is Us, but I it's know. different. If this Is Us is one of them shows. Now, that's a show I did. Well, when I first watched it, because I caught it after the first season, I watched the entire first season because I had Hulu. Right. So I watched it on there. But then when, when episode, I mean, when season two came out, I watched it week to week. That is a show that I watched week to oh, week. Oh, okay. But just because I had just finished watching the whole first season, so and then the second season came like the next week. Oh, okay, So that's okay. why I was like, oh, I'm not, it was like on the top of my mind. Mind, you know right i've seen one episode of that show and i was like this is too much it's emotional, emotional. no the thing i can't about have this, all those emotions the thing about this is us it's too real to like actual life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you could see like if it's not your family you could see stuff like this being someone's actual family right and i think it's like hard when you watch things that could be so real and make some real to you mm. so like if something bad happens you're like i don't want that in my life like right. let me turn this off or like you get you know just really emotionally invested because it seems yeah. too real yeah that's one of those shows this is us is definitely one of those shows but yeah love is is so cute i love the fact that mara bracket kill has her own thing popping again after girlfriends and she wrote on like a shit ton of other stuff too but um yeah this is really cute i feel like i don't watch i don't watch shows that's like too much emotions yeah it's an, now it that scares me yeah that's i this like is, gang bangers and, <laughs> and stuff. drug dealers scammers my favorite yeah this ain't that Besides the fact that I don't know, he don't have a job or whatever, so he like lives Ooh, his life okay. on, the, on the edge because he don't got money, but he got a girl. I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> that's, risk as far, taker. that's as far as that goes. <laughs> that's as far as that goes. I feel like power, like the first two seasons, I was in it to mm-hmm. win it. Yeah. And then the last season, like when it became more about Tyreek, I'm just like, eh. But yeah. this, this, um, the the season premiere mm-hmm. was really good so you know, i'm interested you know i can't lie though i do love stuff like that because let me tell y'all in like middle school i used to read smut books yeah that me too and i i could i was trying to be a drug dealer girlfriend for a long time oh my god yeah i even told myself like if Been you know there. i'm like if something pops off like you could play the dumb <laughs> girlfriend that didn't know nothing flush you know? the drugs down the toilet like you i'm know? ride or die you know what i'm saying and I just I had to give myself like stuff like that in pieces. I just finished um, freaking coldest winter ever, and I probably need a break before I watch Power. But I'm definitely gonna watch it though. I do love yeah. that show and that fine ass me. I was supposed to, but I could, I didn't end up being able to go. Oh, Long okay. story. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Off the cool. podcast story. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I was supposed to go though. So sad. Shout out to um, um, Taisha of Afrovocative for inviting me. Dope. That was really nice of you. Super nice. Um, so we just want to send out a prayer to the the soccer players that are stuck in the cave in Thailand. Oh my gosh, this story. Oh, those is are soccer like, players. I just yeah. oh, okay. Go ahead. This story is like heart wrenching. Like I've been following it since like when they first went missing, which was like maybe it's been like two weeks since they found them now. Maybe like a week and a half. But before that, they were missing for twelve days before people even knew they were really missing. 
So at the beginning of the cave, like they were on a tour and I guess they left their bikes and they were like walking through the cave, something that they've done before, you know, it's not something new, but because it was like moon, sun, moon, monsoon season, Mm -hmm. it's like, it started raining and the rain like filled up the cave and there was just no way out. So now they're saying that like recently a U.S. um, army person, like Marine, he died trying to get them out because he ran out of oxygen and drowned mm. in the cave so they can't get the kids out because they can't swim so it's so looking I'm like confused. they have to sit the there kids, for like are, four months are they dead no they're alive so they just pulled out well they i just saw on the news because i was looking at the apple app or whatever three people were pulled up really and they said the next phase will start in 20 to 24 hours to try to rescue more it's hard because the the cave goes down mm-hmm. and up and down if you're not a professional swimmer or you don't know how to hold your breath and like swim through a cave you're not gonna make it yeah. and so I'm, how where are these kids i'm trying or these pl- soccer players they're I'm in thailand to, i'm saying like where are they that they're alive but people trying to get them are dying they're like the cave goes like this mm-hmm. well you guys can't see but like i'm making like a squiggle line or whatever it. it goes like this so people are literally like swimming under going up swimming down going up so i feel like the this the kids they can't swim they're not gonna make it if they can't swim you gotta be a professional swimmer able to hold your breath Da, da, da. But we are praying that they could get them all out of there without any more casualties because that is like the craziest story I've heard to date. All right. <laughs> <laughs> After all that work of fixing the mic. <laughs> I apologize. I'm going to edit that out. But um, to jump right back into the news, um, did you guys see the woman, the black lady who climbed the Statue of Liberty? I did. She was like, Michelle Obama said, if they go low, we go high. So she went the highest. And I was I like, love that. I love that. Yeah. And she I said really she wasn't going to move until, well, wasn't going to move on her own volition until they like put those kids back with their parents. And I they thought were separating that was so dope. I mean, I hope she doesn't get jail time or anything serious, serious like that. But I think it's cool to see people actually. Yeah. She's from, protesting. she's also like from the Republic of Congo. So it's not even like she was a Mexican woman protesting for right. Mexican people. Like, she's someone who saw a need and, and showed it. up. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. What's her name? Teresa Patricia Okumu. And that could be pronounced wrong, but it's it's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just real quick before we move into the rest of the, the show. Um, our next getaway, Puerto Rico, is happening January 31st to February 4th. There's a payment plan. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be in Old San Juan. We're going to go to El Yunque National Rainforest and the waterfall there. Um, we're also going to do a, like a few hours of community service just to give back to Puerto Rico and all the people who are still displaced or don't have water, or don't have um, electricity from the hurricanes and tropical storms that have been happening over there. What else? What else am I missing? We're doing a lot. We're doing tours. We're doing a boat cruise, which oh, is yeah. included. To a like private island. You get to snorkel. It's going to be crazy. The so. water is see-through out there. It's yeah, gonna it's going to be beautiful. Unlimited drinks on the yacht trip. But um, last thing I want to touch on, kind of. Did you see, like, Kay Michelle has... Took her butt out. T- she's taking her butt out. Mm-hmm. She's taking her breast out. She's really completely natural. Mm-hmm. She looks so nice now. I, th- I think that should become more of a trend, you yeah. know, because for people like me who have small body frames, <laughs> I would like to see that highlighted. You know, little booties do matter. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, you know, her showing kids and showing young adults that you don't have she to... She still loves her body. Yeah. I think, I think that's that she like made the, a mistake. the overarching message is she, she changed her body because she didn't feel comfortable in herself. And it's unnatural not to feel good in you. You know what I'm saying? It's like you see all these people get butt implants and fat transfers and all this stuff. You think that you got to change your body because your body's not perfect and doesn't look like that. Well, that's not the truth. Like, be you. Look like you and love it. And if you don't like it, fix it naturally. I don't know. Work out. Listen, I'm not I'm not shaming nobody. A little plastic surgery never hurt nobody, but... At some points, it do become unreli- unrealistic. Yeah, I'm drunk. You can't. Okay. I'm drunk. <laughs> you can't like try to halfway kill yourself in the process. Honestly. Like that girl get bodied by Jay, who like right. took out her butt implants and like now she's suffering from like necrosis. And or stuff. or people whose butt juice start leaking into their blood and yeah. then they can't breathe, they can't sleep. Yeah, and people get like arrested for shooting cement in people's butts. Like it's wild. Cement. You don't. You yes. Cement. Shut up. It's the same shit. <laughs> what you mean? 
Y'all gonna let me say my words? <laughs> what in the Ohio vocabulary is that? How is that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I was dead. I was dead. All right. Well, I think Steamer. it's safe to introduce our guest. Yes. <laughs> it is time to introduce our guest. Go ahead. Okay, so. I have tears on my face, so you have to excuse me. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> get, to get, get right. Um, so let me tell y'all. There's this girl that I've been following on Instagram. Sorry, I laughed so much. My nose ring is kind of not right, so I'm fixing it. All right, now we're back. Um, this girl I've been following on Instagram, I thought she was so cute. And she also, you, I'll let you introduce yourself, but I don't want to spill the beans because there may be things you don't want people to know. <laughs> um, but I thought she was so cute, and that's why I followed her. I think I found her on like our Goddess Culture page or whatever. And since, I've just been following her and like watching her... Um, develop like professionally and like be at all these cool things and something that she did that i'm gonna touch on and she took a vacation by herself to celebrate Scary. your birthday right yeah it was my birthday yeah celebrate her birthday and just like living her best life so i thought that she would be like an excellent person to have on the podcast and to share some of her experiences with you all so without further ado who are you and what do you do and where you come from girl? Welcome. Hey, girl. Hey, girls. <laughs> I am, my name is Brianna Arps. I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri, um, a.k.a. Nellyville, a.k.a. the place where the giant arch is, mm-hmm. um, and I now live in Brooklyn, New York. Yes. Welcome. That's so awesome. Um, so, yeah, um, we're going to finish up the rest of the way we do the podcast, but I figured since she was laughing and stuff, and y'all could hear it, <laughs> we might as well, you know, tell y'all who that third voice is. Right. Um, so, is that all the news we have? Um, the other side. Okay. All right. Um, so, our affirmation this week is not necessarily an affirmation, but it's something I read um, that resonated with me, so I wanted to share it with you guys. It's, self-care is not a luxury, it's a part of my spirituality. And that's from, I hope I'm saying her name right, Layla Delia. I don't know. It's on Instagram. I mean, it's on, she's on Instagram and Facebook. I think I've mentioned her in our affirmation before. But um, I've been listening to like Super Soul Sunday often um, and just like reading a lot of things and even being like more particular about what my personal spirituality is. And for a long time, I had a hard time balancing like being religious and being spiritual and thinking that because I'm spiritual, like I, I don't believe in God the same way. And I think people looked at me that way when that's not the truth. Like they're one and the same. You just get there differently, right? Um, and on top of that, we always talk about self-care on this podcast, be it, you know, taking a moment to just sleep the day away if we need to, going to get our, you know, nails done, hanging with the girls, praying, meditating, what have you. Um, I'm realizing that's encompassing what my personal religion is. So it doesn't have to be a doctrine that, you know, people hundreds of thousands of years ago have created. It's something I've been creating for myself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was important to like share with y'all. So I had like a little revelation and I'm learning because I've been putting so much emphasis on my self-care that I'm realizing that is a part of my spirituality because if my self-care is there, then there's no way that I can practice spirituality effectively if, you know, my cup's not full. So, yeah. I agree a thousand percent. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you had something on your face. Uh, it's all these chips I've been eating. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I think sometimes the balance between being spiritual and being religious gets confusing because the way you were raised. Yeah. Like I was raised in the church and then yeah. now I'm like oh, kind of away from the church. Mm-hmm. Am I still religious? Am I still spiritual? Yeah, especially like because a- in religion we learned that you deny yourself. That's part of religion, especially Christianity like that's how I grew up right like you know you deny your flesh you like you make yourself less of you so you can be more of God but at the same time you're a vessel of him right so you have to take care of you also and then also the church is just a foundation it's just a building Mm -hmm. you know what goes in and out of there is people who make mistakes who come there and it becomes a cliche and like a a contest who could dress the best whose mom is in the 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 choir and all these things that come along with being in an actual church so sometimes it's best to have your own little service in your living room plug in your little microphone or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and start praying by yourself because you know yeah it's not the same but yeah moving on unbossed unbossed this week okay so she's i think you'd be able to tell us a little bit about this i feel like he's Maybe not. Maybe I'm making this up. But it's Love Scrub. So you can find them on Instagram at L-U-V-S-C-R-U-B. And basically, it's like a cross between like a loofah 
and a bath sponge, but it's not like a watered down Americanized version. So apparently people in Ghana, well, West Africa have been using this to like exfoliate, exfoliate their skin. Um, and that's why they glow like that. It's like kind of unfair. So I'm like glad <laughs> I found this tool that they use. Um, so the creator is Caroline. Um, she's been using them since she was five years old. And her mom, she said her mom gave it to her. And she didn't really question what it was. She just started using it and had been using it ever since. Um, and then she started getting compliments on her skin as an adult. So in 2011, she decided to um, make a business out of selling these body... Sp- it's not really a sponge. Cause you know, sponges are like... It's a cloth. Yeah, it's like a long cloth that looks yeah. like mesh, so it's basically. Like, it's called an African sponge. Yeah. But it's a cloth mm-hmm. with little holes in it. Right. But that's what she sells. The- that's what she sells. So she has like... Is like blue the traditional color? No, there's multiple colors. Okay. I The only reason I asked is when I looked them up for myself a while ago, I saw like a bunch of blue ones, but this girl has like multiple colors on her you website. You can get them in like the African shop. Mm. Yeah, you can get them pretty much anywhere. Cool. And they're good too because they, they maintain the soap. Yeah. You know, you need something that's going to hold the right, soap right, to scrub right. your body. So. so needless to say, I'll be ordering one. And if y'all order one, just tell them where y'all heard from about them. Just put in the little comment section at on your order. God's called God sure sent us. I can't talk today. Am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Probably you have us drinking Moscato and Sangria at three o'clock. You the bought afternoon. the Moscato. I so <laughs> you're right. All right. So moving on to our goddess talk. Y'all know the meat and bones of our show. Yes. The today? excitement. Yeah. The fun stuff and where Brianna will be all up in Right, we can't wait for her to tell all her business. (laughs) All her business. So basically, the bare bones is like coping with big change. Why we do it, how we do it. Um, And we're also going to share some stuff about our lives because y'all know we don't know how to like keep our business our business. At all. So um, I'll just start by asking, what are some like big changes that y'all have had in y'all's lives? Be them moving or, I don't know, death, people being born in my had kids yeah, no, you don't have started off us um <laughs> i think the biggest change in my adult life you know after college after what we don't was moving um i don't have any family up here i don't know anyone why now i do but i didn't know anyone up here outside of really myself and like maybe a core group of like intern friends that i interned with back in like 2015 mm-hmm. but you know when you're interns you're not really friends you right. just you know intern i know friends. you you know me whatever but yeah moving up here was big like one of the biggest challenges I've had like figuring out like an apartment situation like I literally found my apartment on a whim from a stranger like got on a plane and signed my lease at like 11:40 at night mm-hmm. and then that was my new home so you know like that you know moving out here has been really mm. you know testing um, at times <laughs> in New York is so crazy but um yeah do you like it do you think you made a good decision? I think professionally, like, 100%. Like, I'm in media, I'm in journalism, and all of that. Like, New York is obviously one of the media capitals of the world. So being here has been awesome, but it's also, you know, with com- what comes with that comes with a lot of competition. It comes with a lot of, like, the, the job market is just, just flooded with talented people, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're always trying to, like, constantly evolve and, like, make yourself better. Like, how can I learn on my own so that when I'm applying or when I'm like in the position to network with other people, how can I show and put forth my best self? So there's a lot of like stress with moving and then there's the professional stress, but I think moving up here was hands down one of the best things that I could have done for Mm -hmm. myself like at this age. So leading up to that thought of you're wanting to move to New York, what did you, like what was your... Oh God, this is a funny story. So in 2000, what is that? sophomore year of high school like the sophomore kids were required to like come up with the dance theme and stuff like that and that was when jay-z and alicia key's song uh New York. Yes. can i that's not that's yes. dead ass when i decided i was moving out literally here. that song came Y'all out it was not uh, a song we yeah loved, no but like we had our dance surrounding it and like i was obsessed with new york like as soon as that oh, song okay, came out okay. And then my mom surprised me with the trip on the summertime. And so we, you know, went there that summer. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to NYU. Yeah, I'm going to go to Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that didn't happen. 
Um, but after I graduated, I was like, well, why not? So that's kind of where my love affair of New York came from. Just like the culture, the people, the hustle, mm-hmm. the grind, like mm-hmm. the experience of being around so many different types of people. Right. You know, not feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm the only black person, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of Missouri, in the middle of Midwest or whatever. When there's thousands and billions and millions of different kinds of people, like I really support like the culture that I'm involved in. Oh, sorry. Right. So you're from St. St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. And is it what is like the lifestyle there? Um, St. Louis is okay. If I were to compare it to another like metropolitan like city in the Midwest, it's similar to Chicago. We actually have like this long-standing rivalry with Chicago people, but it's pretty much you go to school. Uh, you either, you know, you graduate high school or whatever, you get married, you start your life or you, you know, it's just very linear. Like Mm -hmm. people, and I have friends back there, you know, whatever, but like people dream small. Very Mm -hmm. small. And there wasn't an opportunity for me to like carry out the life that I wanted to live that I saw for myself at home. Mm -hmm. So I really was like, you know, I don't know nobody up here except for a few people. I don't know how I'm going to work. I didn't have a job when I moved either. Mm-hmm. I just kind of just moved. So I was like, look, it's either try and fall on my ass or don't try. And then 30 years down the line, I'm like, damn, I wish what I could have. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like where that started. Taking a leap out on faith yes. and believing in yourself. Yes. And, you know, I had a, I have a very supportive mom. She's a single parent and, um, she had me when she was 24 and I'm 24 now. So it's like, we have this, we have a very special relationship in that. Like she wished that she could have done some things at her age, but you know, she, she had me and such like that. So I feel like she supports my wanting to get out and do more for myself because she, you know, didn't have the opportunity to do what she, you know, wanted Mm -hmm. to back in the day. Now she's traveling the world. She ain't caring about me. She's doing whatever she wants to do now, but. Are you an only child? Yes. I'm her only baby. She said one is enough. Okay. (laughs) One is done. One is done. One is done. But yeah, that's, you know, my mom's my heart. So glad to be, have her support in everything that I do. That's awesome. So where would you say you are right now? Like in your journey of finding yourself in New York and working and going to school, do you feel like you've made the steps that you wanted to make and achieve achieved the goals that you set when you moved here? Um, I feel like my journey has been very, um, it hasn't been linear. It, it's been a lot of like, it's been lateral. I've taken a lot of lateral career steps, right. but they've all been up in a certain way. So like, I feel like that's something that when I talk to a lot of people or, you know, whatever, my mentees, I have a lot of little babies, my little hearts. But, like, you know, I, I tell them all the time, like, just because a move isn't upwards mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't make it upwards or make it work for you. So, you know, when I started here, I was in marketing, but I graduated with a journalism degree, but I, I have, like, a semi-passion for marketing. So I started marketing at a magazine that's now, you know, it was under a bigger parent company. Now it was sold off and now it's under a smaller parent company. Uh, but I started there, um, gained a lot of experience, but I hated it. I hated my job. Um, I worked with people that were demeaning in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left there and actually kind of started over from bare bones and became an intern. And that's something that people don't really know. Um, and I was interning for a while. And then... You know, lo and behold, got opportunity after opportunity, like networking and whatever, like keeping my relationships viable with the people that I've met. And, you know, was lucky and fortunate enough to land the role that I'm in now um, after being a production assistant. So it's kind of it's just been like you just keep going. Like I'm not one of those people that will sit down and be complacent with whatever it is. Um, if it's working for me in the moment, cool. But like, I'm always looking and striving for more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that any future New Yorker, New Yorker like yourself, like, well, you live in Jersey now, but right. you know, I <laughs> you feel like to. it's in your blood. Like you just, you have to hustle. You have yeah. to. Like, There's money out there to be got. Yeah, so yeah. You got to go out there and get it. Yeah. Literally. It's like, in, and especially if you live in New York, you haven't been poor in New York, you know this, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I've been poor in New York. So having the opportunities that you do get, even if it's for free or working yeah. or something like that, you got to do it because right. you can meet somebody on the train right. randomly who is like the richest guy ever. Yeah. So yeah. You every, never know. You yeah, don't. That's so true. My current boss, I mean like my employment now, when I was working where I was before 
my current company, um, I went to a conference maybe five months after I started working at my previous job. And I met a girl who works where I work now. And she was saying, like, she wasn't necessarily saying they were looking for people, but she kept saying, like, yeah, I'm, like, really running a, run, a one-man show. Like, I really, you know, I need help. But I don't think she was in a capacity to hire anyone. So I just happened to befriend her on LinkedIn. A few months later, um, I noticed I have, like, four LinkedIn friends from her job. I don't remember requesting these people, but I just... Every now and then we'll go in, like, see if they had posted a job or, like, go in and read their credentials just to see. And then maybe another eight months passes. I'm ready to quit this job. I'm looking for another job. And um, I applied for it on Indeed. Now, I've never gotten a job off Indeed. I've, I've applied for internships. Indeed is lit. That's a key I right always there. search, but I've never, like, they'll call me back off of Indeed. I don't know what I'll it is. I'm stalking them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. Y'all can hire me. So I just put it out there. I was like, I'll just apply for this job. Like, I won't even think twice about it. I applied for it and let it go. So then I get a call like a few days later, like, hey. Alvin Ailey, I mean, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. People know I work now. <laughs> okay, well, Alvin Ailey was on Indeed. Yeah. Oh, Indeed made it then. Yeah. So, okay. so they called me and I go to my interview and I'm talking to my current boss and she's like, you know, I found you on, um, I found you on LinkedIn a while ago. And I was like, you know, I saw like that I was your friend, but I don't know how it happened. She was like, girl, I've been stalking you for months. She was like, I was like, look, cause you know how it tells you who's mm-hmm, looking at your profile. Mm-hmm. She was like, I was looking at your profile on purpose, trying to get you to like, look at us. And like, literally, <laughs> right. But like, had I not been yeah. to that conference mm-hmm. and like probably snooped around to see mm-hmm. like who her, cause she may have seen me look at her profile. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at mine and was mm-hmm. like, oh, we could use somebody oh, you like that. you could see if people look at your profile. Yeah. It'll tell you like, it'll, you, if you don't have like pro, it won't tell you everybody, but mm-hmm. it'll say like the top, like three people, last mm-hmm. three people who've looked like mm-hmm. so-and-so was looking at your profile. Or if they search for someone and you pop up, it'll say like you arrived in like this search for like. I don't know, okay. marketing such and such. It'll say, you know, your profile popped up. But yeah, you definitely have to keep those. Um, and, I, and the thing too is I tried to go to lunch with that girl that I met at the thing because she was like, you know, if you ever need anything, mm-hmm. let me know. But I didn't want to say I needed anything, but I at least <laughs> wanted to go to lunch with the girl. And right. she never answered me back. But life like, so hey, happened. Girl, hey. yeah. <laughs> right. Life just so happened that it worked out that way. The job I work at now, I actually found them on Indeed, mm-hmm. and I applied, <clears throat> and I called them five minutes later. I was like, hey, <laughs> just, I, to let y'all know. just to let you know, I just applied, and I might not have the experience that you're looking for, but I'm, I'm a good, like, a learner. And I was telling her all my business on mm-hmm. the phone for 15 minutes. And she was like, you know what? Come in for an interview. That's beautiful. Hey, that's how it, happens, how it has to By happen By the sometimes. grace of God. Yeah. But I think you have to be in, like, a hustle, desperate, poor mind state. Yeah, to like because, get the job because yeah. whenever I don't look for jobs and I'm like scanning, I'll never get a call yeah. back. But when I was sick, but when I when I needed <laughs> and could not go, like really, like my body was like telling me like you don't belong here, like right. you don't belong in this place. You to grow. I was like sick. I would wake up so late for work. Even I would set like six alarms and still wake up like thirty minutes before I had to be at work. Luckily, I lived close enough that if I had to like take an Uber, mm-hmm. I could do. Well, at the time, mm-hmm. um, I was working in Newark, I could do that. Or if the train schedule worked out. I could just hop on the train and get to work in 25 minutes. But everything was irritating me. Like, the universe was literally telling me, like, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found that job. But when I was BSing before, like, oh, maybe I'll leave. Maybe I won't. Nobody was calling me. That's how it works. Yeah. So how do you feel about, like, all right, we talked about growing you know in your careers mm-hmm. but what about growing like in relationships mm. as far as knowing when it's time to you know let Bounce. people right let people go oh. and grow and you know move forward from them on also like giving someone else an opportunity to grow with you because i'm mm-hmm. i'm number one shut a nigga down <laughs> Fact. i will shut Fact. you down so quickly mm-hmm. you won't even know what happened okay yeah. i just i just i'm not in that mind state like i was in college where i just want to like talk to guys and stuff mm-hmm. like I don't really care for that anymore like yeah. you know so like how do you know when you should give that one person a chance because well I think everyone's you, a no you already know me so I'm the queen of giving a good chance so yeah. there's that we got it all we got it all but not anyone you know what I'm saying like it has to be I have to see something there granted I mean there are times like I tried to talk to this boy one time when I was in college I was home for the summer it's like my sophomore year and my mom's like, go, have fun. Go on <laughs> dates and do stuff. And I'm like, fine. So the first boy that asked me on a date, I was like, yeah, let's do it, right? So we went on like a, a couple of dates and he seemed so nice. Mm-hmm. Like 
he is in Columbus, do. right? He had like a, mm. he was start producing a show. I don't know like what I thought. It's like the equivalent of saying you're a rapper. Like where the fuck is the SoundCloud show gonna go link. in Columbus? Yeah, hello. Literally, Vimeo link. Like that's his online web series or whatever. Why are you telling all his business? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Because you're listening, okay? We're sorry. In I'm not. Advance. I'm not. She said, I ain't because sorry. that's my I truth, and that's his truth. That's what he did. That's what that was. What he was. What was important to him at the time. Anyhow, but shit. um, I went on a few dates or whatever, and I like liked him a little bit. He was like, he wasn't necessarily that cute, but he was like, okay, like kind of nice. And I noticed, I picked up on like him kind of like coming at his mom a little crazy. Oh. How he spoke to her, and I'm like, if you could talk to your mother, the person who birthed you that yeah. way. You could talk to me or do to me any old thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, he would beat you So up. I told him, I was like, so he's one day, he like came, came at me a little strong. I didn't like that. And I was like, see, mm, this is what we're not going to do. Right. I'm uncomfortable with that. Let's not do that. Right. So the next time he did it, I'm like, see, I told you before. And he was like, I'm sorry. So I don't know why I gave him a chance to do it a third time. I was like, see, I'm not your mom. And he didn't like that. And he was like talking wild, crazy. So I was like, and that's enough. So I deleted his number, blocked him, whatever. And this man, like, low-key stalked me. Mm-hmm. But that's somebody, like, in that moment, like, I heard him sounding like a, just something I'm not accustomed to. I'm not accustomed to men yelling at women, talking to them any old type right. of way. Like, I come from, uh, like, a line of very strong women. If like, there's anybody talking crazy, it was my mom. Like, <laughs> right, like it, wasn't the, it wasn't the opposite. It wasn't the other way around. So I'm like, see, this is what I'm not going to do. So in that moment, because I, I wasn't, like, with him, we weren't, like, I wasn't in love with him in that way. Like, but you I wasn't in love with him. So it was easy for me to let him go. Right. But somebody I was like deeply, madly in love with, not talking to me crazy because I don't tolerate that period. But like <laughs> knowing when to like cut things off and like maybe if they come back later, it'll work out great. If not, fine. I'm not good at that. I'm like a, if I love you and you love me, <laughs> we're going to figure this we're out. Work it and out. I'm also, I'm not going to give you a chance to say no. You can be like, She's bye. Not. I'm gonna be like, where you going? Where we going? I'm like, back. You walk outside and in your car, like. <laughs> no, you going? We gonna get this right. We gonna, if, only if I think it's worth it. Like, not like yeah. a no good nigga. Like, I'm not gonna spend all my effort on someone. I don't think it's worth it. But right, I'm not good at that. Like, break up, and if it works out, fine. If it comes, it comes back around. It's meant to be. Like, no, we just gonna make it work now. <laughs> Girl, how yeah. about you? Um, I'm really big on energy. Like, I'm a very goofy like type of person. I think I have a lot of personality. I think I'm funny. Yes, I'm that vain enough to say that I think <laughs> I'm funny. Um, and like you know, dating in the city is just oh Jesus. Like, it's there's a reason why there's so many shows about New York City and dating because it's literally a joke. So I mean, <laughs> it, it literally is. It's such a joke. But like, if I have like. If I vibe with you and like I can laugh or I can feel like I'm honestly can genuinely be myself, no matter what that means or what it looks like in the moment, I that I think that those are the situations for me that are worth pursuing. Um, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So if you're connected to them on yeah. a, a a different level, not like just. Yeah, I don't, that whole like, I just, oh, I just can't stand. I've been on too many bad dates to know that like when to cut one off like mm. or to know when the situation's really not going to be anything and i also know myself well enough to realize when i'm just bored and yeah. when i feel like i'm like lonely or something and we're like that's when i'm most vulnerable to entertain something but uh, then again like as we all know like that doesn't go anywhere like okay. like five days down the line you're like what the hell am i doing like yeah. this isn't who i am or whatnot but you know it's cool like when you can like run into someone and like just kick it and like and not feel right pressure or yeah. anything like that i right. agree a thousand percent i'm not for this dating era i don't got time for everybody and all these problems i was in a relationship for like 12 years 100 years you know <laughs> oh what I'm saying? so i'm not a serial dater I'm yeah like a a person who goes out on a lot of dates but i feel like i could be blocking my blessings you know i'm missing some blessings out here by not because going. my grandpa just told me that by being so mean uh, but people don't know how to me. date like, and like, people don't know how to court and date. They yeah, don't know what they that don't. is. Like, they do the not. whole, like, it's not the same. Yeah, like, just because you go out with someone on a date, like, like, I don't know, people, it feels like 
like guys and girls like anyone like expectations are just really low or like mm-hmm. just the like process of getting to know someone is so jaded like yeah. text messaging and like all of that stuff i feel like we need to get back to like let's like talk on the phone if not okay. in person if not going out like yeah. i think those are the moments where you really see a person for who they are yeah. right and then i feel like i don't know if this is just me but i watch id channel faithfully right oh yeah they're crazy girl <laughs> I feel like if I don't know you for at least like six, seven years, like I don't really know you. <laughs> Not you know? six, seven. I thought she goes to six, seven no, months. Right. I need to know like your background. I need to know if what your family history is like. Like, are you a little bit crazy? Can you get a little wild? Like, I'm not the type that want to find these things out surprise Yeah. Like, I have to know in advance. Yeah. I think part of so it. So that kind of holds me back. I think part of it is like dating now. It's not like dating back when like our parents were dating was like, I can go on a date with you. I can go on a date with you. I can go on a date with you. But I'm not your girlfriend until we decide, until we feel that, you know, right. we're ready for that. We're like right, ready for right. a relationship. Nowadays, dating is like if I go out on a date with you and I think I kind of like you, then you're mine. It's like I get no, jealous. No, you know what you. it is? Because yeah. they have sex so early that you start thinking like, oh my God, I love this man. <laughs> but it's really lust, you know? Yeah. I think that's part of it. I think that's definitely part of it too. Compared but I think to our parents. We, we just have like, we want... No, they was getting down. You think so? We, they were like, we're 90s, baby. That's how, babies. I, say, that's like, how, I, that's how I got here. So. <laughs> but, um, I, I think, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I think we have this thing being, I, I think if you're maybe 30 or younger, or maybe like, I don't know, 35, 30 or younger, um, we like instant gratification, right? Mm. So if I go on a date with you and I like you, then oh, we, we rocking then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to me feeling out what I like. Because I don't even know if I'm 20, if right. I'm 18, I mean, I thought I was going to marry a boy at 18. Not literally. Hello. I don't think he was going to propose like right then. But like, Eventually. I got in a relationship at, at, at 17. Was with but is that the lifestyle in Ohio? Like, to get I, married right out of high school? Well, you, like, I, I, you not necessarily. I mean, it wasn't like what I saw growing up, really. I mean, nobody I was like... In, um, shoot, what you call it? What? The Oprah show. Um, with the sugar canes. What? With my Queen boyfriend, sugar. Queen sugar with the sugar, sugar cane. <laughs> my boyfriend, Kofi. Oh, oh, he's so fine. You know, he's a year younger than us. I know. Anyhow, God um, bless. But <laughs> I forget what I was saying because you did make me think about. No, that you said it's dating <laughs> Ohio. Oh, 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 eighteen. So yeah, so like at the time I was like eighteen. I was with him from like or seventeen. I was with him from like seventeen to like eighteen and a half or something like that. Nineteen. Uh, I swore that was like the love of my life, and I had at the time like I didn't really date a lot in high school. So it was like the first boy that I thought I really liked. Mm-hmm. I loved him. And that was just going to be it for me. You know what I'm saying? And then I got right. to college and I was like, oh, maybe um, not. And he got to college. And he was like, because he was a year older than me. He went to college before me. And he was like, uh, maybe not before I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think like what we need to get back to is feeling out what's right for you. And not yeah. thinking the first man that lays eyes on you that you think he's cute and y'all like each other back is it. Yeah. You know? And that's why we have such like shitty dating experiences. You, just because you went on a date don't mean that's your boyfriend. Hey, you don't got to tell me that. <laughs> Listen. But um, this is also coming from someone who doesn't even know how to date. So there's that. Right. I'm a child when it comes to dating. So you I'm going for the food and then take me home. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to dead. go. I'm over it. Yeah, dating is just like, it's a headache. Especially when you're in your professional life too. I feel like my time is limited it's limited and it's more valuable than ever ever especially since like you know these are the years where we're supposed to be building making money and mm-hmm. like you know Being setting selfish. ourselves up right yeah. and when like me and dating i'm like you really gotta be something <laughs> special okay because okay. i really could just be at work or i really could just be working on a side project yeah. or, or whatever sleep. or sleep because, because i need some of that too some self-care like yeah. to squeeze you into my day-to-day like my schedule is already as tight as yeah yeah as can be so it's like you have to be valuable like you said like you have to be worth it Mm -hmm. and i mean i haven't no no i ain't worth it i would i'm honestly i probably suck because i'll compare everyone to like my ex yeah and then i'll be like all right i'm just gonna go back to like i'm just gonna talk to him like i'm just yeah i'm so comfortable like yeah i'll never like step out but that's why we're here that's real it's true like and a lot of people are probably in this exact situation yeah but it's comfortable to go back to someone who knows who you knows you already you've already you know not to say that you have it or whatever if you slept with them or whatever the case may be like you know like you you know 
it's just it's comfort, easy. But, yeah. It's but the easy way growing, out. you know. It's a scary thing. You can't be afraid thing. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even though, you know, take your time for you. Like, yeah. that's my other thing. Like, I was in a serious relationship uh, that ended towards the tail end of last year, kind of, sort of. And... You know, I I took my time for myself to realize, like, you know, you know, or to to gauge when it was that I wanted to start dating again and why it was that I wanted to start dating. Is it because I'm lonely? Is it because mm-hmm. I miss this other person? Or is it something that I really want to do for me? Right. Yeah. I think once you've answered those questions for yourself and like you're honest with yourself about yeah. it, what it is, you know, maybe there's certain characteristics that you like in an ex. You mm-hmm. know, that maybe. You know, someone else has, you know, I feel like once I started to evaluate what it was, it didn't matter who I was dating or, you know, whatever, you know, if I'm happy and that person makes me happy, then, you know, then that's what I'm going to go off of. Yeah. Self-evaluation is so real because, like, people do not do that. And, like, I think everybody, like, thinks they're all deep and, like, knows themselves. They really do not. So, like, yeah. asking yourself, like, am I dating because I'm lonely? Yeah. And I mean, or because I, I'm yeah. ready for to you know to be in a full blown relationship. Right. So many of us date and do stuff because we don't got nothing else to do. Exactly. We're looking for things to fill our time, and that's yeah. also another reason that like you weren't even in the right headspace to even be dating someone, taking someone in serious in the first place. So then you think it's them, right? But really, it's, really it's you. you. It's yeah. you. Yeah. That's why you got to know where you are in life. Yeah. Like I'm 23. You know, I'm having so much fun. Like this is the funnest my life's ever been. You know probably no seriously probably the funnest my life's ever been because now I could afford to do things like I travel a lot like I go out all the time you know it's a different type of happiness and I feel like sometimes when you're like with somebody for so long your identity becomes like displaced and you kind of like forget the things that you enjoy like I didn't even know that I like to color (laughs) I did not even remember that I used to color I used to journal I used to I used to do like the most like coolest shit and like I'm like I forgot that I forgot because you become so like involved in their lives and helping them and like going through things with them and probably kind of like changing yourself to fit a mold if he probably saw you color one time I'm like bitch you are too damn girl (laughs) and then you you put the crayons away and then you put the crayons away but then and then you have things that fill up your time because you used to color in your free time but now instead you're with him doing something else Mm -hmm. and even though you didn't like mean to like change that about yourself but it just so happened, it happened that way. and now like when you find out like things about yourself that you liked before and it's like mad fun like yeah. somebody should have told me like bitch you're missing out <laughs> so yeah i think everyone should just experience that point in your life where you're doing things for yourself yeah at a point where you could really do things for yourself like you don't need your parents or anything like right. i need my parents but like you don't need them like directly right now so like this is like your true person, like in um, the the amethyst. The what? Alchemist. The alchemist. She said amethyst. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> in the alchemist, right? He was talking about the fact that you're not really who you are. You're really a depiction of what your parents like wanted yeah, you to become. Like him being a shepherd. When yeah. He wanted to explore the world. Exactly. So he was talking about. Basically, every every value that your parents have and everything that they want you to do and want you to become, they put it into you, yeah. right? And so for 18 years, you're like, this is who I am, yeah. but that's not really who you are. Yeah. You're really just a depiction of your parents. So like from 18, I would say maybe until after you graduate college or like until you're financially stable, when you could really do things for yourself, that's when you start to really find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you go through like 10 different phases of being like 16 different people yeah. Yeah. to finally get to yeah. this person. You're like, oh, holy shit. Like, I'm mad cool. Like, yeah. this is who I am. So I think that's where I am in life. Yeah. So I don't even feel the need for dating. Like, I think I it's important. You just brought up something very important. I think it's like important for people who are listening to know that like if you feel that you are indecisive about who you are, that's fine and that's natural for right. You know, it's for where things. we are in life right now. Like you, I don't know why. I, I think America has like this really screwed up way of like bringing kids to adulthood because we graduate high school and at 18 you have to decide what you want to do for your life yeah it's like are you going to go to college you're going to start in the workforce yeah like we don't really have sorry to cut you off no no no, we don't really have like a moment to breathe like i was just saying i don't know who i was talking to this about but like after i graduated college and i moved up here i realized like i need to stop living my life on four-year intervals yeah like like damn there was so much i want to do in college and i was like shoot i only have four years 
traditionally, because sometimes it takes folks longer than four years and mm-hmm. sometimes people graduate earlier. And I was like, dang, I really need to stop living my life so quick, 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 quick when I have the rest of it to enjoy, yeah, you know, it. and doing whatever it is that I wanted. And like once I slowed down a little bit, I feel like some of that pressure yeah. was alleviated. But then again, I went on Instagram and people are getting married, people Girl. are getting engaged, people are having babies. And it's mm. like, you know, not everyone is has a luxury to be out of the space that they grew in and, yeah. real, you know, to take that step back and to think like, right. think for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't think for ourselves. Yeah. And on your point, like sometimes seeing the social medias of people, you know, it gets, it corrupts your mind. You start thinking like, all right, I'm not where I'm supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, like, dang, I'm real. behind. Yeah, but I feel like having a supportive, a supportive network is important because although all my friends are at different places, like Jordan has an amazing job, like my other friends have amazing cars, amazing apartments, and I'm kind of like the one that's still like figuring, I'm still in school. That's not true. Shanice travels the world on her own. But that, that's because, because I'm she a travel agent. She's like, but, no, but, <laughs> don't be down to do But I don't, have that, but I don't <laughs> have that same luxury, you know what I'm saying? Like, whereas I would like to get up and go, I don't have that same luxury because of the way my job ties me that's, down. But okay. like, you can go. All right, I didn't see it that way thank see, you so much see. so welcome Mufasa <laughs> anyways but I'm saying like you know my life is a little bit more like everywhere you know how you saying you're like a little more structured so I feel like seeing y'all and you guys motivate me to like you know get my shit together eventually get my shit together <laughs> you know what I'm saying and it, I feel like in celebrating y'all is like celebrating myself because I'm like a part of that growth step yeah. I could be like oh I was there when she was working at McDonald's okay like, I was there bro I was, you know what I'm saying and then having that friends group I don't even like look outside of that like yeah. I don't really I can't really focus on everyone else because not for your value of success right because I'm so busy celebrating everyone in my circle that I don't even have time to like look at the fact that Beyonce is freaking rich and I'm poor <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have the time for those type of things yeah. so your net your network is like important yeah to I your agree. growth wow we went everywhere with this yeah but the last thing that you had on the list was um, growing through, like, losing someone, mm-hmm. like, in death. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good with death. I'm so bad at it. I shut down. I'm, like, not good with a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but death is one of those things where I just feel like, I still feel like, why does this happen? And I question God, and I question the situation, and I miss the person. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm not good at growing through this. So maybe you guys could have mm-hmm. a better opinion. Oh, I'm bad at it, too. Hold okay. Because, like I said... <laughs> I told my grandparents, every time I go back home, I look them deep into their eyes, right? And I'm like, you got 20 more years with me. And if you skip out on these 20 more years, I don't know what I'm going to do. Y'all going to bury me too. So I'm really bad. Yeah, I'm going with my mama. Straight. going with her too. Straight to We're ready. We are. We're a package. We're ready to go. And it's so scary too because you like, these people are like all you know. Yeah. So like without them, it's like, what? To family. I exactly. Think, I think this is where my spirituality comes into play because um, I've been very fortunate enough where I haven't, like, I've seen death, but I haven't had to see it up close very often. So um, some people I've, I was very, very, very close to are my great-grandparents, which are, that's who I have on my arm here. Um, I lost my great-grandfather, what was that, the summer after my freshman year of high school, and um, if you saw my grandparents, they were like, they were like that old couple. Like, I was fortunate to my great, I mean, to know my great grandparents. You know what I'm saying? So like that was enough for me. But they were like that old couple that like didn't even argue. Like if my grandma, if my grandpa did something, my grandma like she, like she didn't like when he cursed, right? So he'd be watching like I don't know Judge Mathis and like something crazy would happen. He like oh shit, and my grandma would be like Jill. And he'd be like, what, Martha? And that would be it, you know? Like, that was it. Like, I'd never really seen them argue for real. I know they had, like, a lifetime of figuring out how to get to that place, Mm -hmm. you know? But the amount of love that I saw in them really, like, stuck with me. And then when my mom got pregnant with me, they helped my mom, Mm -hmm. you know? She did it on her own, but my mom had a support system, Mm -hmm. an unwavering one with them. And then we got older, and I made sure I spent, like, a whole bunch of time with them. So when my grandfather passed, um, it was weird because normally I feel like, you know, when someone dies, it's like the child that the parent has to comfort. I'd never seen my mom hurt like that. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I didn't really have a chance to, like, process him, like, passing and, like, what it would feel like to be without him. Because mm-hmm. I still had grandma, so it was like a piece of him was still here. But I spent most of that time, like, comforting my mom. Mm-hmm. And... 
it didn't hit me until a little later. And I don't think it, I think because so much time, like a few months had gone by, um, I slowly subconsciously was processing like, oh, okay, so he's not here, but I still felt his presence, you know? So I was like a little bit okay with it. And then my grandma died. So his wife, Mm -hmm. great grandma died. Um, that's what took me out. And, um, it was another one of those instances too, where I still had to like kind of like help my mom through it because she was much more close. Well, she was closer to him because she had to her because she had more time with her. But I remember before they died, um, they were very like comfortable with death. Mm-hmm. For instance, I remember them talking about like paying for their plots. Like I heard him, I heard my grandma saying something like, "Oh, we have to pay no, Fairlawn." No. And this was like, I, I maybe was ten. They, he she he died when I was sixteen. She died when I was eighteen. So this was like years and years before. And I used to be like, "Don't talk about that because yeah. you know that's scary." And she'd be like, "Well, y'all not gonna want to do it when I'm gone, so we have to." Uh, yeah, like a, mm-hmm. and life, yeah, it's a part of life. So I guess she ushered in that con- that conversation that like. Jay Z just said recently, um, you know, I'm not death. Basically, death is not what happens to life; it's a part of life. Mm-hmm. And they started that, like my mindset, realizing mm-hmm. that. So I miss them a hell of a lot. But I think, like I said, that's where my spirituality comes into play because I still feel them. Mm-hmm. Like I have this ring is hers. It's her engagement ring. She left it to me. Um, when I go home, like being around my family, like I sometimes feel her like show up. Not that she like comes like sits her arm on my shoulder or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. That would probably freak me out. But like just knowing that when she when they left, I had people, guardian angels, whatever people want to call them, someone else looking out for me whose presence is still here. And mm-hmm. I think because they while they were alive, they gave me so much love that like when I, when they were gone, I was comforted knowing that they'd still be here in some capacity. Mm-hmm. When we die, like our body goes, but our spirit doesn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The body's just a vessel. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. why you could cremate me. Oh, me too. I just said that I'm to somebody. So, Do not put me in a casket. Please, Don't bury I'm, me. I'm afraid of being underground. So in case, <laughs> in case, in case, in case I am not ever here. Yeah. So let's be clear. Like your body's just a vessel. So your I, soul is, you know. And that's why I'm comfortable. Well, not. I mean, in some capacity going. death does scare me because we don't know what happens next yeah. Yeah. but when people I love die that's what I'm sad for a little bit but I find solace in knowing that like their spirit is still here it's the body that's not here right. and me wanting the body is, is is a selfish thing no I feel like it's. I feel like I agree I feel like your your great grandparents died from like natural causes or like old age or was it cancer basically uh, my great grandfather I mean he was old he was like 82 or something but he did have cancer and then I right. think my grandma was just tired you see like you, they get like a full life I feel like the deaths that I've experienced like it's been like murder Seven, yeah. or like you know like yeah. shit that is just like so unfair so yeah. like I feel a lot of vengeance like I feel like I'm gonna fight a lot of people so mm-hmm. like I could see how you're at peace yeah. and like calm about it because you know they lived their full life and they mm-hmm. was there for you so that's something to have like you know comfort in yeah. but when someone is like ripped away from you and like that's a traumatic you was like i'll see you tomorrow and yeah, then they're not they're there not like here. that shit is just wild wild yeah. so yeah it's definitely growth yeah Blue i think that's one of those things that's a shock to the system i think i've only experienced one person where like they were there and then they weren't and yeah. they were young so it's like weird you know yeah when they're young it's like throw the whole system in the garbage because when they're young it's like all right you don't really have comfort in knowing like where they're going because you're thinking like all right where are they going like yeah. you know like are they good like you know but we just got to believe in if you do believe in christ and god and stuff you should have comfort in knowing that god got us and got them and stuff so yeah um thank you for yes. joining us um usually at this point we talk about like something that we did this week that we did for ourselves did I do for my so we'll give you time to think. <laughs> okay. Um, what did I? You no, you go first. Oh, okay. What was this week? All right, this week was Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of shopping. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So a little retail therapy. A lot of retail therapy. Oh, okay. And I'll be eating ramen and Domino's for the rest of the week. <laughs> Coupons and all that type the of stuff. The two for six ninety nine. Hello. But um, yeah, I did a lot of retail therapy, and not even just like clothes to like be popping i'm talking about like business casual like i'm really trying to switch up my style because i'm trying to be like an adult and i can't (laughs) wear shorts and a t-shirt to everything and sneakers so like just switching up my wardrobe is gonna help me you know put my best face forward when i'm out there looking for a job Mm -hmm. in may when i graduate okay 
keep on praying. Yeah. Um, what did I do? Um, because I don't have a lot of family around, there are some holidays where I'm like by myself. Womp womp. Um, so on the 4th, well, on the 2nd, I text my aunt who lives in Jersey and told her that her and my uncle mm-hmm. don't, they better not make plans that we're going to hang out for the 4th. So they actually live in like a, this nice apartment building with like a rooftop and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we got food, we got drinks, we got like cigars, whatever, and just like watch the fireworks and where we are, we could literally, I counted, we could see fireworks from 20, 20, four cities oh my god like all around so it was like newark new york oh, on their balcony yeah um super close like west orange we saw bloomfield montclair um everywhere that's over here <laughs> we could see them everywhere that's like lit. miles and miles and miles away it was so cool so i spent time with family and that's important yeah very mm-hmm. what about you well i'm moving it's mm. been the most stress it's been so stressful um Moving um, from different neighborhoods to different neighborhoods. So I've been just buying a whole bunch of stuff mm. just for the house. But, like, to kind of be able to afford where you really want to live. Like, you know, when I used to, when I visited, I think I visited Park Slope um, back in 2015. It's gentrified now. Like, as someone told me um, that it's it did not used to look like that. It used to parkway. Did not used to look First like that. First of all, about, you're lucky because crackheads used to wobble up and down that that's, block. That's, that's what. Yeah. And now they, they just like wobble to the left <laughs> on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> so let the trees. There we go. Underneath the shade of the trees. So let's just you know. But yeah, like when I when I visited, you know, I think that was one of the little areas that we had like stopped by because you know the Brooklyn Museum's over there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to be able to live in a place, live in an area that you know you kind of dreamt about. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen it on TV. I'm sure that place has been on TV. It's just, it's it's nice to be able to upgrade yourself without Hello. your yeah. parents' help, without partners' help, without, you know, just be like, I did this shit. Like, I, you know? I so, feel you. That's what I... There's nothing like having your own I'm a ramen and dominoes for me, too. Whatever you find, girl. I'll go send it right over my way. Stop playing. <laughs> Listen. But yeah, that's That's good. awesome. So today for Fresh Face... Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. Okay, so I think I found the best primer in the world, y'all. And I like a dewy face, but I think I think this might be it. It's from Too Faced, but it's a matte primer. So I'm just going to pull up the name. Okay, that didn't work. It's called Too Faced Peach Perfect Comfort. And it's actually like tinted a little bit orange, but it's really, really good. Like, I kid you not, I put it on my face, and I think my face stayed on for, like, three days. Stop it. That's the one that smells like the peaches, too. Yes, Yes. it does. It smells like peaches. It's, like, perfect. And I would not recommend it for someone... If you're someone who goes out, and, like, you'll go home and you'll sleep with your makeup on, maybe this isn't for you. Because what it does is it fills your pores up to the point where, like, your skin is, like, blurred. Like, Ah. yeah, your under your eyes is blurred, your nose on your pores is blurred, and that's obviously it filling into your pores. So if you're not going to wash that out, then, you know, that's going to be when acne takes place. That's going to be when, you know, you start looking crazy on your real face. So, (laughs) Sephora, how much? Is it 34? It's 34. I used to work at Sephora. So, <laughs> these number price points, you're like, I got them on There you go. When you do, you still got to hook up in the discount. I got it. They didn't, they, once you out, they close your dang own name out the system. Damn. You know, bad. That was like, what, four years ago or something. Damn, that's messed up. I need that. It's like, it's I, perfect. Because I like their coconut one, the coconut water one, whenever in the wintertime when my skin's really dry, mm-hmm. it has coconut water in mm-hmm. it. But I don't know. I'm going to try it now. No, I'm going to try I went and got me two samples. I, Listen, I got two samples. I got to make sure it works in the rain, the because, sun. Yes, thirty-four dollars is Hell, a lot yeah. for some primer to be playing, to be trying things. Putting yeah. on some damn lotion. If yeah. I tell my mom the amount I spend in Sephora, I'm a freaking what's after VIB? The the rose. Oh, your VIB rose, girl. I am rose, oh and I need tears too. I need help. I need to stay out of Sephora. I thought I was getting up. You and getting up? They uh, first of all, I never even knew that you could get samples. Okay, so I was just buying shit. Yes, girl, yes. Now I know about the samples. Y'all got me (laughs) fucked up. I get a sample of everything. Can I have two of those, three of those? Then I'll come back and tell you because I will have Sephora stuff that I don't even use. Just buy and then you have it there. You can return it. Yes, ma'am. 
you could definitely do you can return it yeah open it, well it depends if, you, if you, you can't use too much of it right for them to like take it fully back see like for me to remember to return something like that means <laughs> I have to pack it back up find where the receipt where the receipt right right <laughs> but yeah funny. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, I loved y'all. This no, is so we fun. Love you. Let this people is... know where they can find you. Yeah, drop all your stuff. Anything you have going on, tell us. Well, my Insta is B R I A N N A A R P S. It's just my first and my last name. Same for Twitter. Um, I'm taking a hiatus from my um, creative project, so that's really all that I am right now. But I work for um, Refinery29, so check out my yes. bylines, um, shoot me an email. My email yes. is somewhere on my profile, so yeah. Yes. So yeah, she came all the way from, from New York. Brooklyn. I was a little late, and they held it down. They held it down <laughs> me. It was very wonderful. They were so sweet. I loved it. Yes, thank you for coming out. We are so appreciative, and we can't wait to do more fun stuff. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap, y'all. Register for our getaway. <laughs> Come to Puerto Rico.